cool. So we have audio again, and I'm going to hit record on the Zoom meeting. All right, I'm recording my audio now. Which is recording. I'm going to clap to indicate to myself that this will be my starting point. Okay. Can I clap? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Oh, damn. Sounded good. It did. Oh, you're full screen. I'm on a little screen off to the side. I can, like... This Zoom place is pretty pretty cool. I got a nice yeah, background. How did you how did you get to uh, back in the day with all those people back there? There's a like a little sub widget thing you can add into Zoom where you can add in a background and Damn, as a uh, as a history nerd who sleeps under a small copy of the United States Constitution and the Declaration of Independence every night. <laughs> Figured the best place I can have a meeting is Independence Hall, where both of those documents were signed. Oh, that makes sense. I, um, I'm here in solitary, so... Oh, as you should be. I guess as everyone yeah. in the world should be. Yeah. Well, except for Los Angeles County. Really? So, are they not? No, they are. It's just for some reason everyone decided to do everything they've ever wanted to do after they were told to stay home. I, that so. urge has hit me. Like I, I have a list of stuff that I've always wanted to ad, uh, attempt and try to do that is growing. And it, it took yeah. a mandatory confinement for me to realize that, like, oh, I need to get out more. Yeah, dude. I mean, I get the same feeling, but luckily I'm a, I'm a couch potato. That's fair. It's not, it's not hard for me to just, you know, chill out. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, I've, pr- I've always been proud of my Instagram name. I thought that was clever. And then I was talking to someone on it the other day, and they called me non-essential ACG. Oh, shit. And I was like, that's a good burn. That's a that's a good burn. Damn. But it's weird just because one of my other closest friends uh, also lives in Los Angeles, California. Oh, cool. And he is... He does something with engineering, like, not audio, but, like, actual, like, building of buildings oh nice like, <laughs> big boy engineering i guess yeah well he, what part of la is he and do you know uh i think around pomona uh, okay i don't know a lot about los angeles no that's okay me either other than like maynard of tools says overrated yeah. but i know two of my best friends live there so i, I saw him last year I, uh, I I heard the story uh, secondhand. Yeah, dude. Uh, so I was because I I walked to work because I live right down the street, and um, I I Tool was rehearsing for their summer shows, and uh, I initially like I made a post. I was so excited. I made a post on Facebook. I said Tool's rehearsing next door, and then like. Not even ten minutes later, I get a text from a coworker saying, "Hey, man, you gotta take that down." Oh, because apparently there's people there's people that have like made posts in the past about who's been there, and then like all these people showed up. I mean, I don't have that. I don't have many friends, especially out here. I mean, most of my friends are people I work with, so it's, you know they they're know kinda, they're already in the yeah. So I took that down. I was like, damn, like you know, I was just happy, but it's all good. But uh, and then that day when I was walking home because it's a little complex that our building's in with all these other uh, businesses that deal with music and rehearsal audio, like Ultimate Ears is here and Tour Supply. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and I was walking back, and 
I see Maynard walk into his, uh, I, I assume his vehicle, and he's, I, he's look, I was looking over at him, and he's looking at me, and he had the most like angry face I've ever seen. <laughs> Do you think like, he's just messing with you? Because he, he kind of seems like that kind of guy. That or I think it's like how I, you know, how I don't realize how unhappy I look when I'm just normal face, you know, like resting have, bitch face, you know? Yeah, we yeah. have the we both have the male version of, of RBF. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm going to introduce the show now. I feel oh, that's yeah. a good a good starting oh, point. Yeah. We got we got the banter out of the way. All the technology's working this time. It only took five attempts. I'm a professional. It's cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, so for my seven or so listeners uh, with me today, I have a man who sweet talks me on the internet more than any other human. Uh, my good friend, Mister Austin Van Kirk. Hey, what's up, who, man? I don't know your technical job title. I just call you guitar tech extraordinaire. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Because the technical word that starts with an L, I can't pronounce. Uh, oh, luthier. No, well, see, here's the thing is um, I don't want to consider myself a luthier because from what I understand and have learned, that's for someone who builds guitars you oh. know, for a living. And I, I did go to school and built one but i found that i wanted to just be a tech because i have very low patience with woodworking that's fair but you can move the ear to some degree yes you know a lot of people think it's just working on guitars i don't think that's what a luthier is maybe it is and i'm wrong but uh but yeah and the thing is is uh i definitely love teching but uh, since I got back here to LA, I actually got a new position at ESP USA as a paint department technician. So I, I do that. a lot more of that than I do guitar teching now. But I still like to tech, of course. Any and all things guitar, I refer to you as, which I was not. I was selfishly bummed that I missed you when you were back, which is my fault, because I got sick for two weeks before it was cool, I guess. Dude, same here. Maybe maybe <laughs> we maybe we had the virus before everybody else did, and we were just ahead of the curve. Yeah, dude. Hey, you know, everyone else is just a hipster. I logged onto Facebook, and I saw that you were back in California, and I texted you immediately. I was like, I'm so sorry. That <laughs> That's all we good, couldn't man. We couldn't meet up. It bummed me out. I was like, because for like, four months i was like austin's coming back I party i was excited I, as usual i bite off more than i can choose so when i got back i made way too many plans and i was sick and i had to cancel like half of them and dude i feel like i was knocked out for like half of february yeah. with like two different things i officially like it's like my least favorite month now just i'm i'm happy it's the shortest yeah it's my birthday month which is a bummer but uh it's just I get like, I have to get like seasonal uh, affective disorder or something. Well, it hit me doubly when I got back because, you know, I was there for, you know, 23, 24 years. And then I go somewhere that the weather is just nicer, you know? Yeah. The, the downside to the weather out here, in my opinion, is you don't get the experience the seasons as much, you know, like back in PA you're getting pretty much everything yeah you know Um, and out here it's just like 
spring and summer, you know, which is great, especially when you get used to it, because then you don't have to worry about it being cold all the time. Although it does get it does get pretty cold. Um, and you pick the coldest month to come back in. Yeah. So really, I uh, <laughs> uh, really an intelligent move on your behalf. Yeah. Well, other than that, is I didn't even get to enjoy being back at all. But I'm happy that you're back in LA, though. Yeah, me too. I uh, ESP I've, Guitars is not in uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, or the no. surrounding town, which I forget that you're from. So. <laughs> well, if uh, if it was, I'd be there. But it's all good though. Good, good. And thanks to modern technology, we can look at each other face to face in uh, different terrains and rooms across the country. Like that, and with all these nice people who aren't alive anymore, who changed this country, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our founding fathers gotta love them yeah and we're yeah, speaking into called. the same model microphone so yeah well this is actually the first time i'm using it and i bought it a year ago Ooh. well so. you are welcome that i could uh help you break in that yeah. bad boy it's nice it's a lot easier than i thought i got a focus right here and plug that in and you know i paid for you know, hundreds of dollars for Pro Tools, and I'm using GarageBand just because it's easier, and my Pro Tools isn't working right now. I, I texted you right before we started, and I was like, I'm going to be lame and record into GarageBand because <laughs> it doesn't crash, and I gave it all these props for being uh, reliable, and then when we initially tried to do this half an hour ago through FaceTime, my audio stopped recording into GarageBand, so I just angrily did the same process over and over again until it worked. Yeah, and now it's working and now yeah. I'm frantically looking not at my main screen but at my side screen to make sure that audio is still being recorded yeah I mean I have this uh, program over top kind of like half windowed over my garage band and I see the uh, chart moving in the background so I assume it's recording <laughs> that's good if not I recorded this as well but okay. I figured might as well have uh, two isolated audio tracks to just comp together for uh ease of listening for the yeah. literally ones of listeners that i currently have in my quarantine podcast <laughs> hey man you gotta start somewhere dude starting here yeah it's wonderful but uh yeah i just figured today we would talk about guitars and uh your ability to make them better than they already are oh well cool thank you for thanking me for that but yeah, uh, I mean, it's fun. It's something that I found to not drive me nuts doing it all the time. I mean, it does come with some challenges, of course, just like anything that you want to get good at. Um, I'm still trying to get good at it. But uh cool thing about being out here with ESP is there's a lot of awesome dudes that have been doing it for, you know, decades. It's nice to be able to pick the brain of someone who's kind of mastered their craft at it. Yeah. Which is how I kind of got started into uh, drum teching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's right. You do that. We had a we had a tour come through the theater. Um, Elvis Costello came through, and they were in there for a while um, rehearsing. In like they used the theater as a rehearsal hall, and then kicked off their tour at the Majestic. So they had a, um, the drum tech that was on that tour package is a guy named Kenny Sheritz, who's all over YouTube and is just phenomenal. And I have the, you know, personality type that 
when I encounter someone who's better than me at something, I, I definitely try to befriend them and pick their brain. And he was uh, kind enough to show me as much as he could in the couple days that I got to work with him and sent him a message a couple weeks ago when I was thinking about starting this here podcast phones ringing in the basement gotta love it don't know if you can hear it but it's probably gonna be picked up uh in my microphone we have one of those like real old school like it sounds rotary rotary phone it's aggressive it's right on the opposite side of this half wall that i am stationed behind so it uh everyone in my basement always asks if it works and it does in fact work wow it sounds classic man I gotta sample it before it uh, before it dies. I'm pretty sure that our house was built around it, like it was just floating <laughs> in the sub basement. And they're like, "We could build a house here because there's already a phone." Um, nice. But anyway, that dude uh, Kenny. When I was thinking about getting this podcast started, I sent him a message. It was like, "Hey, um, you know, just hope you're doing well. Saw that you guys had to cancel, well, not cancel, but postpone your tour in Europe because they were in England, I think, when all the travel bans started." Oh wow! But I was like, "Hey, you know, now that." Uh, there's all this downtime. I'm trying to stay positive and productive, which is not my go-to mindset, but I'm trying to change that. So I was like, I'm thinking of kind of just starting an audio podcast and everyone that I've met around along the way can talk about the good times instead of just being locked in their house, like feeling sad. That's a good so way he to might, He may be a future guest on this here uh, internet radio program. There you go, man. But I just remember walking across stage. Like, he looked familiar when he walked in. And I was like, I feel like I know that guy, but there's no way I would know anyone who tours with Elvis Costello. And uh, I'm, like, on stage, and he pulls out a snare drum. And I was like, that's the best-sounding snare drum I've ever heard. So I asked him, I was like, how'd you get into drum tech? He's like, well, blah, 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 you know, told me his backstory. And then he's like, I'm also, like, a YouTube instructor. He's like, that's where I know you from. I was like, I've watched all your videos. He's like... Yeah, I used to have slightly longer hair, and I got it short, and I was like, okay, yeah. So it's just cool to have that resource when I get stuck on finishing a kit for someone or doing one of my owns, or if I want to try something, I'll I'll send him a message, and he's uh, kind and kind enough to respond fairly promptly, and I uh, appreciate all the insight he's given me. So it's probably awesome for you to be able to work face-to-face with those people every day. Yeah, definitely. Um uh, I mean, the the guy that I uh, I consider him, you know, I look up to him and uh, consider him the person who really helped me since I got out here. Um, as for when I first started, I was just, you know, doing the typical YouTube videos and I bought you know, literature, you know, and I, I started to notice in that a lot of it is very subjective, which is very convenient for a lot of people, you know, who consider themselves amazing at it. But yeah, I think the, the more you dive into any sort of field, the more you learn that it is subjective. So there's really no completely wrong way to go about it as long as the end product is... Uh, yeah, because, I mean, I think it's good that, you know, you and I both went to audio school I guess uh, for this what I'm trying to say here is it's good that I went too uh, 
because I think it kind of helped me with a lot of this stuff, you know, indirectly. It's weird because I start to notice little things in uh, like guitar recordings and stuff. Mm. Um, like I'll hear these awesome bands, you know, like my favorite band Slipknot uh, on their uh, .5 album one of the like the first song not the intro but the first song it is a clean tone and i can hear buzz like on the strings and i like never really would notice that before and you most likely wouldn't want that but it's just the preference of either the guitarist or the tech you know yeah and there's a good jumping off point as for like measurements that we use to set up a guitar um, so I always like start there and one of the things I've been doing is uh, like for my side teching for friends and you know friends of friends your freelance non ESP related guitar techies. yeah yeah my freelance stuff got um, you homing yeah you got uh, I have this little box you know so I can go mobile and so what I'll do is you know I'll either meet them wherever is convenient for them wherever they have their gear uh, and I'll I'll do like a quick little setup, and see, kind of gauge where they want to go with it, because like I said, it's subjective. So, a lot of people have differences where it needs to be set up completely different. Right. Like like you can't just do the 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 middle ground start here and then expect them to like it because especially with preferences there's different tunings and different gauge strings and so that's where all this stuff starts to get you know hectic and yeah it's the same in the drum world where like everything adds up to what it needs to be so you can't like all of the different drum head companies have completely different sounds to them so I'm kind of at a point where like I can listen to a record and I I can't guess the specific head like my 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 ears aren't that good yet but I can definitely listen to a drum recording and be like that's probably a Remo head like a clear Remo head or yeah. I can listen to something like that's definitely a coded Evans G2 cuz I know those drum heads especially the the entire Evans line like the back of my hand cuz they're my favorite but it's pretty cool to hear a sound source and be like oh that's that's what that is see I, I wish i was that good at that stuff man i feel like it's probably harder with guitar strings though yeah um that's another thing you know i've never but, all right go ahead but there's so much more you can do sonically with a guitar to kind of mask the source tone like True. you don't really hear any purely clean guitars in recordings where like most of the time you want a pretty clean drum sound like yeah yeah you'll like add some like tape distortion and some heavy like compression to the drums but at for the most part other than some like you know subtractive eq to take out some of the boxy sound like you can most drum sounds that people record or that people here that have been recorded are fairly clean to what they sound like in the room. Yeah. If that makes sense. Obviously, no, if it's a good sense. recording, like if it's a bad recording, it I sounds like a drum. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I have this uh, one friend who always claims he could tell like what guitar is being played, and for the most part, I want to say he's probably really good at, at guessing, uh, but I just can't. I don't know. I'm just not that good. I can't tell you what you know. I could try to guess like, oh, it's this genre. I kind of know what they play, but that's not really the. That helps too. Like, yeah, I, th- I think that's where he gets a lot of his skills. But I'm not gonna listen to a metal record and be like, oh, that's a that's a single ply coated drumhead because you're just never gonna encounter that on a on a metal record outside of maybe like old school prog, but anything current. It's gonna be a a clear two ply head from the drum from the drumming perspective anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's awesome though, man. It's uh it's really cool to have uh, someone to talk to who has you know thinks about things differently. You know. Right. Yeah. That's the whole point of me doing this podcast thing is uh just to get get good conversation out there and. Because I think on the internet forums, it's very, like, it's violent and hostile. Oh, dude, I can't stand that scary. stuff, man. Like, the, it just someone will just will be all happy and say, hi, guys, you know, I'm new to this, and blah, blah, blah. And then someone will just come in and basically like, them assassinate apart. them. Yeah. I don't like it. If if I listened to drum tech forums, I would never, I would have never wanted to start it. Well, I'm in a couple groups, like, on Facebook you know, and this one time I asked a question and I fully regretted it, you know, because <laughs> oh, I, uh, I was working on this uh, Korean PRS copy. Okay. Uh, and the truss rod uh, nut, uh, I didn't have the right wrench for it. So I went on Amazon and I bought a couple different millimeter sizes. I got like three or four and none of them fit. And I'm like, all right, they don't officially make any other like sizes for this. And I was just doing all this research, and this person was saying it's this, this person's saying it's that. So I buy another pack, just thinking maybe it wasn't, you know, manufactured properly. And then yeah. none of those works. Now I have like eight different random wrenches. <laughs> and so I post on uh, the 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 group, and I ask them, and like I just immediately get my shit kicked in. <laughs> About stuff that doesn't even matter. Like, I took a picture of the, the access, and keep in mind, this isn't my guitar, and I and I specifically explained everything because I like to get ahead of, you know, conversations that aren't necessary. And yet... I do the same thing. I will give you five yeah. minutes of backstory for a two-sentence yeah. question. Yeah. Well, and it, it was, like, a little dirty in there, but just because it was how it was painted it's not like it was someone left the truss rod cover off and it just got dirty and it's just it was messy because right. it's a cop it's a you know it's an it's import a it's an import too yeah, yeah yeah so it's they don't spend an excessive amount of time making sure it looks pretty underneath the truss rod cover and this dude's like yelling at me saying that i need to clean it up in there and all this stuff I'm like, this isn't helping me, man. I just need to know what size wrench you guys think this is, because this is the first time I ever worked on this specific kind. I'm a member of a custom drum builders group on Facebook, and I've not uh, yet attempted to build drums. It's something that down the road I think could be a fun thing to do, but I just don't have the the time to want to do it yet. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm, or I'm the resources. You know, it's, yeah. it's like it's expensive. Like I would have to buy metal and then like melt it down and cast it. It's like this seems like a, an investment for something that I just want to see if I'm good at. But someone was asking a question about like staining the inside of a of, of a drum shell, and a lot of people will tell you to use like tongue oil that you can get at like Lowe's or um, like Home Depot or whatever. But there's one brand that everybody links to, and I you know I did my research into it because if I'm gonna put something in my drums or a dr- it, was, it wasn't even my drums, it was a drum for uh, a client that I was fixing a drum kit for I'm like I don't want to screw up their drums and I looked into it and it actually isn't an oil it's not going to do anything for the wood it's just a stain to look like the finish that if you would have put the oil on it if that makes sense oh wow so someone asked about it I was like you you don't want to use that because it's not going to actually treat and hydrate the wood of the shell or seal it it's it's just going to stain the color of it so you're basically just painting the inside of it, which probably will affect the tone of the drum to some degree, but it's not going to be noticeable enough that like, I'm not going to ever listen to a recording of that drum and be like, yep, the inside of that drum is definitely <laughs> stained. It looks cool. So I tried on one of my own kits before I, I did it on this one. I put, I bought organic cutting board oil. Cause I like, I read through it and they're like, and in my mind, it made a lot of sense. So I was like, well, in cutting boards, you have to keep the wood somewhat like moist. Definitely isn't the right word, but you can't, you can't let it dry Saturated. out. Saturated. Yeah. And the inside of this drum was definitely like neglected and it was dry and, and the wood itself was like dusty. I got you. Because it was it was a lower end kit, like on on nicer higher end kits, they're definitely sanded, treated, and sealed, uh, just because they're using a, a, f- a better wood yeah. selection in the the sheets of wood that they use to make the shell. But this one was not. It was just your lower end. Sorry, coughing. Um, <laughs> your lower end kind of um, you know plywood. It was like a, a four hundred dollar kit or whatever. So I could see some gaps in the wood. So I was like, I tried on my own kit, the cutting board oil, and it worked. It hydrated the wood, for lack of a better term. Oh, wow. And it and it looks really freaking cool. So I explained it to the guy. I was like, I've tried this. Probably going to get a lot of hate. Dude, I got torn apart. That sucks. And I was like, I'm just trying to help a homie out. Like, don't don't buy this because it's a stain. It's not an actual. It's not going to do anything other than just change the color. Like, if you want to preserve, and the thing about cutting board oil is it evaporates eventually, which is you have to apply more coats. So even if it doesn't work as well as I wanted it to, it's going to go away at some point. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I use uh, linseed oil for the open grain uh, yep. fretboards. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just a lot of hate on on the communities, and I don't like it. it. That didn't make me feel good. It's people who have a lot of confidence talking to someone they can't see. So. But I bet uh, if I had. Yeah, but if we sat down to interview them, they 
probably wouldn't have a great conversation. It would probably just be like, this is the way it is. I'm looking at Austin very sassily for the people who can't see. Oh. I gave him a sassy look to embody the character of of a sassy internet guitar snob or drum snob. You got me for a second. I thought that's uh, secretly who you were. I thought you were one of those trolls. No, I, I think I've... I don't ever think I've really, like, trolled anybody seriously on the internet. Like, if I'm going to write something that sounds dickish, it's to one of my friends, and they know that I'm just joking with them. Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I was a little more feisty online, you know? I think we all and, were, and then uh, we all got found out, and it was like, yeah. oh. See, I think I think everyone goes through that, no matter how old they are. Like, you'll see, like, grown adults, like... I'm saying that as if I'm not a grown adult, but I mean like, <laughs> like older people like, who have been adulting for as long as we've been adults. Yeah. Like literally like, you know, 50, 40, 50 year olds, you know, mm-hmm. that's not even that much older, you know, than us. Anyway, we're, we're trying still to say young. It. Yeah, we're still young, but so let's just say the next generation and they're on there acting like I was when I was, you know, 14, 15 on, on my space. <laughs> and and they're like falling through the same traps and uh you know stuff like this it's just it's so hostile and, and and other than like the hostility there's like they're falling for like the you know if you don't forward this message to 10 people you you'll be cursed for life and they're like oh i gotta we I have to a, forward uh, this a, a family member whose mom is definitely a little more on the insane side and uh i was doing like I was on my computer one day and I saw like the the Facebook Messenger like notification thing like pop up from whoever this was like I I accepted her friend request solely because she was the mom of a family friend or a family member. Yeah. So one of those people were like he's always been at all the family events, but I don't know if we're technically related or not, or if he's just been like his family's just been so such close friends with our family that they're basically family. But his mom, who I met when I was like four and haven't talked to her since, sent me something like, I'm sending this message out to see who responds because that's who I know will care about me. And I'm like, well, I definitely don't care about you. <laughs> like, at all. Oh, and I don't, I, it makes me sound like a bad person. But last time I encountered you, I don't remember, and I probably thought Blue's Clues was the greatest thing on the planet. So... <laughs> I mean, it I was, still do, but it was yeah, when, it, is. it was when I was in peak Blue's Clues craze. It, so, I'll never forget the one time I tried to jump into my TV. Oh, just, that one. It didn't work. Did you ever like crawl around your house when he uh, he had that secret door that took him to like the happy like cool land that was made of snacks or whatever? I want to say I did. I mean, I'd probably do that now. Man, so if I could open a tiny door that led me to paradise, we all would do it. Exactly. I'll crawl through anyone's basement to find it. Uh, I mean, I'm addicted to candy and you know sweets. So that's all you gotta do is get me in. Like, you know how many vans I've been in? A lot. Just, uh, the promise of uh, a Tootsie Roll and some Wi-Fi. Yeah, I don't even need Wi-Fi. Just give me the Tootsie Roll. <laughs> Halloween is your holiday, sir. Yeah, it sure is. Your cosplay was good. Oh, thank um, you. The uh, pyramid head. Yeah. Don't know yeah. what it was from, but I saw it and I was like, it was well done. Oh man, Silent Hill. Silent Hill uh, 2 specifically. All right. So I'm not a I'm not a horror guy. Okay. Well, I, I grew up with uh, Silent Hill, Resident Evil, those kinds of games. 
Gotcha. So it was easy for me to gravitate towards that. No judgment. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if you did, I'm just when I when I get a costume on or a mask or something, I'm like a I don't even give two shits, man. I take Halloween. You can't see me. You don't know who I am. I mean, I know who you are, but oh yeah, they don't. (laughs) No, when you for Halloween, do you break character for your costume, or are you just Austin Um, in costume? Well, for the pyramid head thing specifically, uh, I wish I could show a picture for everybody here. Who's I'll post it when I promote it. I will. uh, I'll do a little montage. I took a photo earlier and I posted it to my Instagram story and I tagged you. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Well, uh, I went all out on that thing. I couldn't see out of it at all. Okay. So, so you're just in a in in the dark. Yes. So mm. the only way I could navigate is I was with my friend. Uh, I would look down at my feet, and as long as I saw his feet in front of me, I would just gauge how fast he was walking and just continue that speed. That's fair. Um, and so my the way I looked at it was. I have this huge costume on. If I run into anybody, it's either because they were facing away from me or they just didn't move. Luckily, I only ran into a couple people. It wasn't at a top speed, so it was, you know, it was just like bumping somebody. I saw and the photo, and you would be very hard to miss. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I wanted to go all out, and this was my first cosplay. And, you, went, you went all out. You did good. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, that whole thing's in Pennsylvania. I didn't feel like lugging that back here. Uh, That's fair. Besides, it would challenge me to, if I ever wanted to cosplay again, I can't just revert back to something I already did. I'd have to start again. Keep it fresh. Yeah. Don't do what you've already done. Do something new. Exactly. But yeah, um, it was was great. It was a great experience. I've, I've pushed myself a lot since I got out here. Uh, I found that if I just go for something, as long as I have some kind of interest in it, I think, you know, I, I can learn a lot from it. Like uh, with the guitar I built at the, the school I went to, I didn't went have to any... MI, right? Yeah. Their Guitar Craft Academy program. And uh, I had zero woodworking experience. But, I mean, you'll be surprised what you can do once you just get... Once you once you learn the basics, and obviously it's good to have someone there to, you know, mentor teach you. you and, yeah. Exactly, because um, we had uh, one of the assistant instructors was uh, a former custom shop Fender custom shop employee. Oh, that's rad. So I mean, he helped me a lot. Uh, but yeah, um, once you start to get a shape and you use finer and finer tools, it's a lot harder to you know mess up. Yeah. Uh, so. It's something that takes skill and interest. You know, obviously, if you're not into it, you know, probably not, not going to go near. Exactly, and like I said, I found that I don't have a lot of patience with woodworking, so I just and you know, like you were saying with your drum stuff, it it takes a lot of equipment, a lot of time and resources. Yeah, I I definitely enjoy it more now that I'm better at it than I did like the first couple things I did because it just took me forever and I was just like man I want to be good at this I mean but I didn't have the patience at the time and I don't know if it was similar for you like when you so when did you first start having an interest in being a guitar tech like take me back to then um yeah so my earliest memory 
Well, I guess I should tell you, I started playing guitar when I was 10, and that was, you know, 15 years ago. Um, and I want to say I started playing. I, I haven't been playing, like, aggressively, and I'm not a god or anything, you know, since then. I just, I started playing then. Right. Um, I remember, you know, growing up, I always had to, you know, I would go into my local shop uh, they'd set it up, you know, it was like 50 bucks, and you had to pay for strings, and it was great. Uh, and then eventually I just thought, you know, like a lot of people do, you know, I want to save some money. Myself. I want to try to do it myself. Uh, and luckily the guy I went to, um, it was at a place called Lynx Music in Hanover. I'm sure you've yep. seen it, been there. I have that. been there, yep. Yeah, Phil, he's awesome. Uh He's luckily he's a nice guy who was willing to give me tips and tricks and stuff. He, he actually helped me with that that PRS wrench thing I was telling you about ah. earlier because I just was like I got I need to go to somebody for this. Uh, That's not going to attack me for <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I asking uh, I, a question. Yeah, I I started you know get I got books and YouTube like I was saying. I found this one guy on YouTube. Uh, he has a channel called Dave's World of Fun Stuff. He's in Canada, and uh, he's uh, he's different. You know, he's very, uh, you know, he speaks his mind. He doesn't, you know, be around the bush or anything. So once you get around that, understand what he's doing. Um, he He's, for the most part, he does everything pretty well. You know, I learned a lot of my stuff there, and... Uh, back in 2017, when I had my band and we were, we went to a friend of a friend's recording place in North Carolina, and I, uh, I think that was like when I was f finally starting to get the hang of it because we used my guitars for that that I had set up and, right, you know, I, you know, I try. So not you're to, in your 20s at this point when you started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I should uh, bridge that gap a little better. Explain that. But, uh, but yeah, so it's about three plus years now I've been working freelance. It feels way longer than that because I've learned so much uh, professionally setting up stuff. If you can consider having a job that pays you being a professional, uh, I started back in August of 2018 when I first came out here. Nice. Work for a company called Praxis. They do the Sterling by Music Man, which is the the uh more economically priced music man by ernie it's kinda ball like uh ernie ball's epiphone for lack of a better term all right yeah well uh, gibson well yeah what epiphone is to gibson sterling oh yeah is yeah to i got you ernie ball yeah yeah so i thought you were trying to make the correlation like fender to squire like the same the company same. yeah yeah it's their yeah. their little brother company exactly uh so yeah i got to work on those and uh I didn't really, unfortunately, have any mentors there. It was a it was a different vibe, um, but I had to start somewhere. So I learned a few things. I learned a few things to improve on there. I learned a few things that I didn't understand that how how things were done. But uh, I also started going to MI, which they taught you some tech stuff there too. Because you, if you're building a guitar, you gotta know how to set it up. Right. Um, so that plus working at ESP, I've had a lot of different brains to pick. Did you ever work for Ernie Ball or was it always just, no, I mean, 
I use the same umbrella. Gotcha. Um, but now I was a lot lower on the totem pole of uh, business there. Um, but so then you went to ESP. Got my start. Yes, um, I left about three months in just because the drive. Like I was driving an hour and fifteen, and then there going to school and then going home. It was like a three-hour round trip and. Uh, it's not really that far. It's just because traffic out here is insane. Um, now these so. days, am I right? Because <laughs> ah, of you the go. quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, but. No, you're good, man. You got to have some zingers. Keep the uh, audience alive. I'm, I'm, I've, yeah. I've definitely bored them before. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help with my uh, monotone here. So You're doing great. <laughs> if I can do this, anybody can do it. Yeah. Someone like I posted a screenshot that it was like I that iTunes approved this and someone sent me like a congratulations like thing. So oh you, like, so you got this on Apple Podcasts? Yeah, it's on Apple Podcasts oh, on Spotify wow. now. Uh that's amazing, dude. I'll have to follow I, that. I spent fourteen dollars and sent them a feed and they're like, This is a podcast technically, we can put it up. All right, like, we'll take your money. Great, yeah. <laughs> That's cool though, man. Uh, I always wondered how that was done. Like I, I know how it works for like, you know, uh, local bands and stuff. Like if you use like CD Baby or yeah. Know, so stuff I'm like on that. a. Uh, this is hosted on a podcast hosting service called Podbean. So I just spend the the fee to have storage and bandwidth from them, and then. I submit my link from their host website to all the other ones. I think like the submission form for like Google play one is Google plays one is down at the moment. Cause every time I try to submit it for that, cause I know I have some people who want to listen who are Google play users. Like Google play is just being a real pain to deal with at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's on, it's on Apple podcasts and Spotify and direct download. So that's cool. Did you uh, try our heart radio? Uh, not yet. I don't know who all I can submit to yet at this oh, point, okay. but I figured those three are probably the best place to start. Oh yeah, that's good. I just, that's one of the things I know, like Joe Rogan, as far as I know, is like exclusively on iHeartRadio and I think, no, cause I still get him on, um, or is he on other stuff too? He's on all, I think he's on all of them. Cause well, he's not on Spotify cause that's what I use mostly and I couldn't get him on there. So I had to download at the time, I thought he was just on iHeart. I had to yeah. download Spotify just because my favorite podcast went Spotify exclusive. So, oh, sh- nice. Who that is it? Uh, last podcast on the left. Oh, okay. That's it's a good, good name. It's a good listen. <laughs> if you're into conspiracy theories and inappropriate humor interleaved within the same three hour episode, it's for you. Well, you hour and a half episode, depending on yeah. the topic. That's cool, man. Yeah, I listen to. Uh, one called How Stuff Works. A lot of those guys are really smart. Mm-hmm. They break down everything. I like learning stuff from people, which is why I thought yeah. it would be good to have you on talk about more guitar stuff. So awesome! Before we got sidetracked, because I'm going to keep this rolling if that's cool. It, with you. Of course, I'm really bad at uh, changing the subject by accident. So, like right there, I just did it again. Technical difficulty, please stand by. Hey, 
could always throw in uh, an advertisement, right? Gosh darn garage band, stop recording. That's all good, man. Technical difficulty. Please stand by. Throw in uh, like a little uh, countdown, black and white, like counter, you know, just bringing us back. And we're back. All right. Technical difficulty. It happens, so, man. I might leave that whole troubleshooting thing in as like a little bonus. Dude, that's bonus content. Okay, no one so has to I th- pay for it. I think, yeah, free entertainment for you all. Um, so after Praxis, is that what it was, Praxis? Yeah, Praxis, yeah. yeah. So you went to... Did you... How'd you stumble across ESP is my question. Uh, so the program I was in for school was six months. Um, so I was three months in. Uh, I was tired of driving. Um, we we're planning on me finding something and then finding a a place to live nearby so I could be very close because my girlfriend uh, who's my fiance now but she uh, thank you for that I I think I congratulated you but yeah no you did I just want to make sure that if for some reason she listened to this that she didn't get upset that I didn't classify (laughs) it correctly but uh, so she was working from home at the time so a goal was for me to be close to work uh and i knew that on the website when you apply to go to that school they're really big on telling you that with guitar craft that you could work for esp or schecter so i was like that would be amazing so i asked my instructor at school how i could go about you know, applying for those places because I had already been working in that, you know, industry for three months. Yeah. Uh, so I got contact information for both places. I sent emails to both uh, operation managers and uh, I got a response from my former boss at ESP uh, first. Went there, did an interview, started work the next day and, uh, I did the guitar uh, quality uh, control for a little over a year. Um, yeah, and, and so besides this little gap coming back home and uh, going back, I, when I went back, the surprising thing was is there was a position open at the USA shop, and uh, was that a like an upgrade or it's a different path it's uh it's an upgrade as for like compensation okay um it's uh, one of those things that i unfortunately don't get to work on guitars you know as much i work on them before their guitars uh the paint, so like you said you're doing paint yeah paint stuff yeah yeah paint prep so paint prep, basically no you're, you're good i'm just i just wanted to, to let you know um so I basically do almost everything finish-wise except for color. 
So that's done by the master painter, my boss, gotcha. who is uh, he's he's the probably the best. Uh, he, he'd probably be pissed at me for sounding like a suck up, but no, he's he's really good. You should check out his uh, his Instagram. It's a uh, sponge brick. But he does that. He does a lot of awesome side work too. Makes skateboards. That's cool. So, I. Uh have been eyeing up buying a skateboard again for the first time in like 10 years in this downtime well depending on what kind of style board you want he's got uh i think the i think they're called spear cruisers or something like that it's a more like a retro type okay. board you know i think he has he makes like normal decks you know mm-hmm. like for regular like street skating uh, yeah i was just gonna buy like the more like there's a company called CCS. Which is, yeah, yeah, they um, they have all the. Yeah, I remember subscribing to that magazine when yep, I was younger. Back in the day, uh, I looked on their website last night, and you know the awkward family photos, like memes yeah. and stuff. They do <clears throat> decks of that. So the the awkward kid with the trombone or whatever. Oh, nice! Like the glamour shot, they have that on a skateboard deck, and I was like, oh probably gonna buy that to get back into skateboarding again because I need a. I need an outlet that's not music related. Yeah. Because for the longest time, music was my outlet. But now that I record bands and mix shows and play in bands, it's not as much of an outlet anymore. Yeah. I still love it the same. It's just I have to be on my game with it. So I I focus on it. Yeah, it went from being just a hobby to your life. Yeah. I know what you mean. I just need a couple of things to focus on for a couple hours throughout the week that aren't audio or live production related. Yeah, dude. But yeah. uh, Skateboarding's cool, man. I grew up uh, trying to learn how to do that stuff. Never succeeded. Me too. Uh, The only thing I succeeded at was breaking my ankle. There you go. But that led me to sitting behind a drum kit, so... Dude, everything shitty brings you to less shitty. I, I think that's how that phrase goes. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly how it goes. I, I'm pretty sure you should. You might want to get that copyrighted before people call you out on it or start like printing it on like giant neon yeah. block letters on a black shirt because that was well, cool back in the day. This podcast kind of pre-copyrights that, so. As long it as we does. get that out there, no one else can use it. You heard it here first, people. Yeah. Things that are shitty lead you to something that is less shitty. Yeah. I think that was the quote. Yeah, there's I'll something go, like that. It's along <laughs> those lines. It's in the ballpark, you know, whatever. Ballpark We're, copyright. Uh, it's a relaxed podcast. My heater just went on. People probably hear that. Your I can't hear going it. By. There's a multitude of technical errors going on today. And none of you will ever know other than the fact that we talked about it at length for like 10 minutes. Yeah, it's all good, man. We're giving them the prime content. This is this is where they want to be. They don't yeah. know it when they click on it, but by like minute 32, they're either sleeping or they're they're cheering. I think there's yeah. there's no or, in between. Or both. Well, like I said, when we first tried to do this through FaceTime, when that 
before that fell apart like i have not been sleeping well the last week yeah we did talk about that yeah and it's it hit me today like i feel kind of fatigued and i was like i know that's a symptom of the virus that's going around like maybe i have it and then it's like no adam you you can't sleep anymore for whatever reason like that's why you're tired you just need to uh like those commercials where you're like are you hungry sometimes <laughs> then you have this i'm uh yeah there was like one thing i just ugh. i read a stat on facebook that said like 49 percent of prescription drugs in america are actually like unnecessary that sounds about right dude placebos jesus that's just not my first indicator for like when i'm feeling sad i don't want to go to the doctor i want to like go in the woods yeah because one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to be happy that I'm out in the woods or I'm going to get bit by a poisonous animal. And that probably takes care of feeling sad. Yeah, dude. That's a straight shot to uh, not feeling many things anymore. Getting uh, hunted by a bear. Improvise, adapt, overcome, people. It's there like you running go. A, bear Grills is like running a podcast. There's so much in common. Oh, dude. That was a good show. Is he still on or did they cancel that? Because I think they found out <sighs> that he was not. like... Was he the guy who, like, they found out that he was, like, sleeping in a trailer and not slumming it the whole time? Or is that Survivor Man? I'm sure they all do that. There's no way that any of it is as yeah real as they pretend to be. It was still fun to watch. I did, like... I mean, it's like wrestling, you know? Like, that yeah. shit's real, but it's not... It's real, but it's kind of not real. Yeah. But it's Like, the basis of it is, is yeah. it's all planned. Well, most of it is planned, at least nowadays. I, like, I worked tech for like a, a illusion magic show so i like built all the props and i kind of know all the the sleight Damn. of hand and the secrets and i didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement so yeah dude you have full range i right. can talk about it you sure can they screwed up they did because they didn't realize that the weird guy in the corner was gonna have uh was gonna take the masses by storm here we are and it's there was a couple tricks that like i it's like sitting side stage the only way i could see how they were revealed would to be on the stage and i obviously can't walk on the stage to ruin the performance but there's yeah. a couple where i'm like oh that's how they do it right yeah so anyone who's out there thinking like there's no way it's as simple as x y and z yeah it's that simple Lighting is a key element. Like, if you notice at, like, illusion shows, all the light is, like, pointed towards the audience. So you're looking into the light so you can't see behind it, and all of the all of the magic happen, is happening where you're not looking. So, ironically, the magic is not in the magic. Which bummed me out. Damn. I was really hoping that guy could survive underwater for ten minutes, but apparently he uh, has an oh. air pocket. Oh okay. Yeah. I was gonna say he didn't survive, and that was his last show. <laughs> now I have a now we have a lawsuit on our hands. Nice. All right, man. I have one final thing. If you want to end on that, or we can keep going. I don't. I don't. Oh, I, I mean, I wasn't trying to make it sound like we were over. Okay. I just have. I have a. You control the show here, man. Dude, I'll go all day. I just have a couple friends who always end stuff on "All right, man." So wow. I just head, say like, that oh, because in my head, I'm trying to think of th something to say, and that's just what pops out. 
that's fine. I have a list of things to talk about written out in front of me on a piece Good. of paper. Let's get, let's do it. All right. So I like to ask every guest this, and you are actually only the second person I have talked to on this podcast, even though it's, it's still every four. guest before me. It's true. Uh, so if you were to say, this is a, a really bad way to phrase it and I'm going to edit it out. So the real question is, what is your five song playlist of the day? So if you were going to like run to the grocery store or vacuum the house, mm. what's your, what's your five song playlist? Is it okay if I like describe how I'm going to respond to this? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I don't really have playlists, you know, I usually listen to albums. You know, I'm going to be that guy. That's fair. Um, so can I change it from songs to artists? That's fair. Okay. Or do you want me to find a song from each artist that I like a lot? I've basically like, if you, if you had 20 minutes in the car from here to your next destination, which is probably like four blocks away <laughs> in Los Angeles, what's going to be the, the 20 to 25 minutes. So like just five songs that you're feeling today. Okay. Um, a lot of the times I'll start off with uh, 10,000 Days, so Vicarious. Good call, good call. Saw that um, live, it was nice. Oh yeah, I bet, man. How many songs did they do that for that show? Probably like three songs? Probably, uh, it was a two-hour show, so I think they did like, actually, you know what? I made a playlist of the, uh, of the set list, because I'm that guy. When I go to concerts, I make, the next day I look oh, up okay. the set list that, if I don't remember all of it, and I make a playlist of it so I can relive the moment. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen songs. Wow. That, that did you want sense. me to run through them or did you just want to know that there was fourteen songs? Oh, I mean, you know, it's up to you, but that that's crazy though. Fourteen songs in two we'll hours. Get, we'll get back to it. Okay. So you're gonna yeah, kick it off with Vicarious. Yeah, so Vicarious. Um and Probably get some kill switch in there. Um, my curse, probably my favorite song by them. Um, Slipknot's gonna be in there. Uh, An excellent choice. I love the song "I Am Hated." All right. Um, you are not hated, in my opinion. No, but oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. But it's, just, it's got this. Uh, um, Actually, you know what? I feel very shameful. I'm. That's not the song. The shape. That's the one. All right. All right. I'm changing it. Uh, but that has one of the best breakdowns. That just like it just hits. I love it. All right. Uh, so so far we got Tool, Vicarious, uh, Kill Switch is for my curse, Slipknot for the shape. Um, and I know I'm double dipping here. Uh, well, somewhat double dipping for people who know a perfect circle. Still Maynard, so same singer. Um, I want to say uh, "Weak and Powerless." Oh, that was a great check song. It, check it. Got the thirteenth step right there on the oh, elbow. Oh, dude, that's one of my favorite albums, like oh, of by all far. time. I loved it uh, to the point that it's uh, on my body forever. Damn, like me seeing that now just. It's doing things for me. So. I wake up and I'm like, what can I do for Austin Van Kirk, even though he's 3,000 miles away? 
Yeah. I hope um, you appreciated that meme I made in like October. Oh, I appreciated everything. Of, you of, know, that's what I try to do. Be appreciative. I saw that photo and I was like, ooh, drummer, our mutual favorite guitar player. Yeah. Something that's in between up. them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say for my fifth, uh, Days of the New. You ever heard of that? No. So it's like an acoustic rock band in the 90s. They had their first album self-titled. Uh, after that album, from what I know, the singer fired everybody. And the singers the rest tend of, to do. Yeah, the rest of the albums, I don't like them at all. But the rest of that band, from my knowledge, started Tantric. Have you ever heard of that band? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Anyway, so Days of the New, uh, first song, Shelf in the Room. My dad uh, would play that album back to back when I was younger all the time. So it stuck with me. I love listening to records all the way through. They still have one of their songs from that album play on the radio. Um, Touch, Peel, and Stand. Still plays on 105.7. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard it. That's that's probably why it sounded familiar, but I didn't know it off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah, as usual with music, it's easy to, you know, switch up your tastes. But that's why I'm going to give you that for my five. Hey, it's a good five. I'm all over the place. Yeah. musically I'm, i feel like i'm not a i'm not a genre specific guy like you know we we all know the guy who only listens to metal or the people who only listen to rap or the people like yeah i don't think there's a genre i don't listen to but i only listen to like five percent of artists in each genre if that makes sense I gotcha. no i got gotcha. you yeah i mean i definitely have a favorite style you know mm um kind of group of genres um as i've gotten older i've decided i don't officially really hate any music but i don't listen to certain genres typically yeah it's rare that i'm going to listen to anything that's even remotely country yeah same but i like folk and americana stuff yeah which is well i I want to respect that stuff because whether we like it or not, I'm sure it's influenced a lot. I love a lot of the artists that we love. So if it wasn't for that stuff, you know, yeah, they wouldn't be here. It's nice. It's nice to take a step back and see how everything's connected. Cause like the, yeah. um, the last two episodes that I did, um, did you ever meet Phoenix Johnson? Yeah. He came in and like, uh, was one of our test subjects. <laughs> This sounds so medical. Yeah. <laughs> he's a an artist for you to record as a student. So yeah, he that was been, it. He's been my go-to guest for the other three episodes because he and oh, I okay. have, have been in bands together for years now. Yeah, you got a lot, a lot more history there. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like driving to gigs and and hanging out all the time is like we know each other's tastes, but we don't know. Like I wanted to start from our first encounter with falling in love with music all the way through the present. So we did like two and a half to three hours worth of, of podcast recording, like going through our, our history of, of development in, in music. And it was really cool. It's made me in the last, I think we recorded it like a week and a half ago, give or take. 
I've taken a step back and I started listening to like all the stuff that I stopped listening to that I fell in love with when I was like 10 or 12. And it's nice. made me uh, have a newfound enjoyment for music that was kind of missing with just being in the drag of being a... Because you just get desensitized because I'm involved because you're involved in something for so long that like that childlike inspirations back because I've been listening to the stuff that influenced me when I was a child. Yeah, that's cool, man. And appreciating it for the same reasons, but with a understanding and intelligence of what should be an adult human being. Well, dude, ever since you know went to Amp, I just I'll never forget Dave saying that it'll ruin audio forever just because you'll constantly think about it differently and analyze everything instead of yeah just listen um but i'm happy i have that ability now to break things down and that's another thing with music i don't like i can at least still listen to it and analyze it yeah for individually for the parts like each you know instrument or how how it was mixed or you know just trying to identify everything yeah phoenix and i talked about it on one but like i don't really like the poppy bro country stuff that's uh tearing up the charts on the country stations but like i probably like once a month i'll go on like itunes and i'll go in the top 40 of each genre and i'll just click through and drag and not listen to the entire song but just skip through and just see what stuff's sounding like and all of the the modern country stuff is using a pretty similar like snare sample and it's just this really nice like fat low tuned punchy snare and i told phoenix i don't want the sample that they have but i want to know what drum it was that they recorded for the sample and i want that drum because it sounds awesome that's cool man but I'm in, you know, I play an instrument and I fix an instrument that's always replaced anyway, so. <laughs> Damn. Well, I, I'm sure they'll work on replacing guitar. They have MIDI guitars now. They do. So. And some of them sound pretty good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not old school, but I just like, you know, nothing beats a good performance. Exactly. Be- and uh, I think a lot of people nowadays don't realize how hard it is to get that. Yeah. I was having this conversation earlier. Um, a, a buddy of mine called me, and we were talking about like I forget the context of it, but he's like, "What's more important, like you know, the gear or the performance?" And I was like, "Well, Freddie Mercury could probably sing into the lowest grade Shure mic, and it would still be awesome. But every note that that guy sings." is captivating so there's this weird flaw in logic of like performers who haven't made it where they're like well Jimi hendrix had errors in his record and i was like yeah but the the right notes that Jimi hendrix played are far more captivating than the right notes that i play so like when i play something it has to be as perfect as it can be because i'm not as captivating of as a of a performer as Jimi hendrix is exactly well we also gotta realize that you know that was you know what 50 you know 60 plus years 60 yeah Yeah. so 
is a different time. We didn't have access to everything that we do now. Um, we don't have the same feelings about music. Yeah. We're a different generation. Um, I'm not saying what you said. Like I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just trying to add to it. Um, I like I like to think sometimes like what if Led Zeppelin wasn't back then? No one else hit what they hit, and then they started now. Like what would that be like? You know, I think it's about crazy. this stuff all the time too. I think it's unfortunately music always hits the best when it finds the right place in society at the time. You know, mm. like if we weren't going through the political problems back then and all that stuff i think it'd be different it's unfortunate that you know it's the way it is but i think that's a big part um like with like a lot of the bands like i'll see in like a local band scene and you know they have their opinions again like the forum people mm -hmm. that we're talking about how they're so hateful and all but uh you'll see a lot of the same things with the uh, music scene and how certain bands act and they act like they're the best and all that and they're just their music isn't anything to die for now i've uh, uh i've had a troubled history with finding myself in the position of being in bands that are led by the local rock god yeah uh mentality and uh it's not an attack against those individuals as people but it gets in the way of creating art that's captivating yeah yeah i mean i don't want to come off as like some bad you know snob no neither do snobs i snobs or anything i was just uh trying to explain like it's just maybe that genre they're trying to do no matter how good they think they are no matter how good the 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 song is it's just not cooperating with what people want to relate to right now yeah so it's like, I guess what I was trying to say is people who are good and let's say the recording's good and it's not going anywhere, it's probably just because they're not mining the right gold, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like, it's a, it's a tough way to word because like any way that you talk about it that's not like, positive just sounds like an attack and it's yeah. not it's just being, i mean i already said everything so <laughs> not even trying to be critical i'm just trying to like be analytical yeah. about things but like Same you can't here. you can't force a feeling upon someone like you just have to let that happen naturally and i've like i've just been i'm in band situations now where it's a collective effort of like these are the songs that i write and this is how i feel so that's how the song is going to be. And that goes over way better than when I've been in bands where it's like, well, we got to like, we got to write a song that's going to like impress people. I'm like, well, why don't, like, have you ever thought about like writing a song to like impress yourself? Like, yeah, because you're not in it and I'm definitely not in it, but I'm too passive of a person at this time in my life to say that I'm unhappy in this scenario and it's just going to leave, you know, unknowingly lead me into some some dark times and situations where now it's just like i have no problem being like mm, you know i can offer critiques on a song like structurally but i can't ever like 
tell a performer to be like, you should feel different emotionally. Like if it's, I think that would probably just come with time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't to know. Go like, on, it's like you well, said earlier, like finding, if you just take the risk and, and go after something that you know, you like, it'll be tough, but you'll find success in it. And I think songwriting's the same way. Like if you, if you take the, the risk and, and put your heart into it and your emotions out there, like the song's going to be better than, uh, you know, to put it brunt, bluntly, a, a, a catchy song about sex, drugs, and alcohol. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, we've all heard that. Uh, I mean, to go off what you said, how, you know, you write something to impress yourself. I kind of like, I liked that. Um, I mean, the the EP that I was involved with with my band, you know, it was it's only I've never done more than that one, you know. Yeah. Uh, EP. Uh, my mindset then, if I remember uh, correctly, was definitely I just wanted to make stuff that I liked and that sounded good. Um, and I'm still happy with it. Um, it's obviously you know nothing came out of it just because a lot of success probably comes with marketing and you know having the right team and pushing it properly um but i want to say that i'm happy that i still you know we put in what we wanted to not we didn't have any obligations so we didn't we weren't forced to make something that we didn't want to obviously that really probably only happens when you're tied to a a record contract yeah um or if you're just trying to be somebody you're not Mm -hmm. um but i think it comes down to like when i'm i can say for example like when we would play covers and stuff there'd be a few times where i play a song that i'm not really into it would take me it'd be it could be easier than a song that i know that is like kind of harder for me it could be way easier, but if I'm just not into it, it just takes me so long to learn it. It's really weird. I don't know if you've ever had that before. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, it's just like you can't get into it, so it just takes three not, times as it's, long. It's. I feel that I don't play music or record and mix music very technically. Like, I, it's more of an emotional thing, so I have no problem, like using what the internet forum people would call like a disgustingly wrong compression ratio to like make something sound messed up if I want something to sound messed up or, you know, EQing it. So it just sounds disgusting soloed on its own, but in the track it like provides the intent that I want. Yeah. And just kind of play from the gut and from the heart. And, you know, obviously when I, you know, play drums and practice them, I, I, I do practice more often now that I'm maturing as a, as a human being and as a musician and as an engineer and, and all, and, you know, just trying to get better. I focus a lot more on technical stuff now, but still when I'm in the middle of a song, I'm still playing from the gut. Cause I yeah. feel like we've probably both had gigs where we go on autopilot and that just sucks. Yeah. Um, I think, my first few shows i i was still figuring out 
how I wanted to be on you know stage and stuff and mm. I haven't played a show in almost a year um I do miss it it's uh it's just one of those things that you just gotta figure out I know it's not a really good explanation I'm sure you I know exactly what you mean though way. like you can't it's just, you can't think you can't sit there and think it and will it into existence it kind of just like through repetition repetition happens yeah like you keep the things that work and then you try to improve on things that aren't working because like i hadn't in the fall i had a lot of gigs with uh my one band and then in december we didn't have any and we didn't have any in january and then we did one set for um gettysburg rocks in the beginning of february and then we didn't have like we had a 90 minute set on march 12th which was like the last the second to last day that like everything was open in pennsylvania like before all the non-essential businesses were yeah. like kind of shut down and ah man like i thought we played really well that night so i'm like oh we're, we're finally back like you know i got bummed out in in december and january i'm like ah like you know i still have you know the theater gigs and you know doing some install stuff but like i'm not I'm not playing a gig at the moment and it was like dragging me down and then we we get back into it and like the spring you know this april was supposed end of march and april was supposed to be like when thing my schedule kind of took off and got busy and stuff that i wanted it to be busy with so playing live shows mixing you know festivals in the area and more exciting uh events that are booked at the theater as opposed to like the conferences and like the symphony concerts that require like me to plug in one microphone and just push the fader up and yeah sit there like not complaining because i like i'm fortunate that i like all of my jobs but it, it's a weird position to be like i like all of this but i also know that it's not going to be forever that this is what I have. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you'll always find the things that start to become tedious, you know. Uh, like, for example, with, like, you know, checking and quality control, there'll be days where you'll get a huge order from, like, a guitar center or something, and it'll be, you know, hundreds of the same model. So is that what quality control was then? Like yeah, so basically... I would just process orders along with like a team of, you know, you know, seven other people and we would just make sure it's ready to go and be sold. And then when it's good to go to get packed up by the, uh, another team in the warehouse and then they ship it out and it gets, uh, put taken to the stores. Sometimes I get lucky and I get to work on a custom order or, um, if it's really slow, I can do re like repairs cause there's a repair room. Um, so it was cool. I liked the, uh, the variety, you know, stuff like that. Variety is the spice of life. It is. There's many spices I like to use. That's one of them. Crushed variety? red pepper. Crushed red yeah. pepper. Side of That's variety. Yeah. Old Bay. Old Bay's good. Um, do you have it out? Uh, no, they call it something else. Uh, Sorry, I don't have the answer for it, but I know it's not Old Bay. Would I, you, I think it, would you it care is, for 
a, a little care package of uh, some Old Bay? Um, honestly, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but I, I'm not, I never really used Old Bay on stuff. All right. I, um, I, I appreciate it. I just, I don't want you to waste Old Bay on me. <laughs> I might be able to, like, it, I might be able to find somebody. Like, like my, on the my, street corner? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll be like, what is this? It, like, opens up, opens up the, uh, the side of the trench coat. Like, hey, buddy, <laughs> yeah, I got some, some Old Bay. Yeah. Not nah, the new yeah. bag. You don't want the new bag. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of, the, you know, whoever listens to this that loves Old Bay, they might hate me now, but I just... Uh, oh, no, the I like it as a seasoning and a spice, yeah. but definitely well, the uh, the Maryland people get a little out of hand with it. Well, that's because they're proud of it, man. I mean, they Why should be, but they shouldn't be... It's just gone too far. Like, you know, I, I I'm the person to... Uh, tease about being an outsider at work you know because so, i like to even when we're talking amongst ourselves I'll, I'll talk about pennsylvania all the time yeah so they like to uh you know find things that don't make sense to them uh you know about like how i say yeah like okay. or like you know just certain things like they they assume that everyone's amish you know everyone i work with um so i just started to say yeah i'm amish um you know, oh, what's electricity? You know, yeah, it's kind of weird that, that I was raised Amish, but I have a passion for the electric guitar. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I brought back, um, oh my God, what is it called? Oh, Tasty Cakes. Nice. It slipped my mind. I brought some of that because they don't have that out here. But, Do they have like an equivalent or are they just dessertless out in California? Uh, I mean, they have like their brand of, of that stuff. I mean, you can basically, it's the same thing, but it's just like how Maryland, you know, people love Old Bay. You know, PA's got tasty cakes and, you know, you know they're proud to say that Snyder's is there. I mean, you can get Snyder's out here, but, uh, All right. you know, just stuff like that. Um, you know, Philly cheesesteaks. You can get that anywhere. I get asked all the time, like, you ever have a Philly cheesesteak because you're from Pennsylvania? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to have one right now. <laughs> you can find it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you but, should ask uh, people, like, next time you get sushi, you should be like, you ever have a California roll because you're from <laughs> California? Oh, man. I work with uh, this guy who uh, is very adamant about real sushi. Okay, uh, you know we went to an actual sushi uh, sushi restaurant and uh, the rolls and stuff. He he says that that's that's fake sushi, like the stuff that most people are used to with like sushi rolls and all that. Right, right. So that's fake. Oh, the ones where it's just like you're literally just eating like bits of raw fish, in in the rice and stuff like that. Yeah, all raw. Yeah, but the real sushi is yeah actual, like it'll be like a. A sliver of whatever like say sandwich or something on like a little bit of rice okay it's not much different but you know how people like to be he's a form sushi their... guy yeah he's a form there you go can we can we stick with uh explaining that that's people as forum <laughs> for forum people i think it's a it's not like, foreign but forum forum just want to yeah. make sure everyone hears that yeah, properly. this is not a racist podcast no this is a uh make fun of people who put themselves out there in a position that deserves to be made fun nice. of podcast while making fun of ourselves. So we know that we're not being mean. 
I make fun of myself more than probably my tormentors in my youth did. So I like to keep myself grounded. You, you have know? to. I, I constantly, like, it's the first thing I do. It probably I annoys me a lot of people. It definitely, I, I used to go too far with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like, it wasn't even like a, a self burn. It was just straight up me bullying myself, <laughs> oh, which man. is not good. But now no, it's like, I love a good self burn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find the balance. You know, I'm still working on it. It's everything but. is the right amount. And balance yeah. isn't always 50, 50. I found it's no yin and yang, man. You got to sprinkle parts. it in. Yeah. Fake Another. sushi, real sushi, you know. The right truss rod tool, you know. There's American the wrong truss, ones. There's American truss rods, and then there's foreign truss rods. Yeah, I'm sorry, import. metric, imperial, different. Luckily, all drum keys are the same shape. W- like what the, are they? Uh, the, what are they measured in? Like, are they millimeters or? I don't. Do they have like letters or numbers or? The little uh, the tension rods on them. No, they're hmm. just. So they figured something out and all agreed on it. That never happens. Yeah, I think back in the day they used to be like flat. Like you would have to put like a flathead screwdriver in there. Oh yeah, and then mar it all up. Yeah, break it. I was working on a guitar for uh, for someone. Oh yeah, it's weird that the uh, the drummers are ahead of uh, the rest yeah. of oh, my instrument God. society for one thing. You'll be working on a guitar and you f- and you get a tool for it. And you're like, cool, I have this tool now. And you're working on the guitar. It's like, okay, I need another two tools. Yeah. This is everything. Sometimes is different. Oh man, no, I never thought about that. Lucky to be a drummer. I have one yeah. one tool that can tune every drum set in the world, probably, except for the vintage ones that require the weird screw thing. But I've never. Know. I've only heard rumors. I've never encountered one in the wild. Yeah. You ever seen it in its natural habitat? I have not. Uh, I should uh I should adopt a fake English accent and then dye my beard gray. And then be like, Oh, I've been hunting this nineteen forties Raja snare drum that can only be tuned with a flathead screwdriver for years now. And you just see it walking around making a snare sound every time it like moves. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, it was like a, a weird, like if, if drums were in the wild, I guess they would be like, snare drums would be like the rattlesnakes of the uh, instrument kingdom, I guess. You call them the just, rattle shakes. Just because they rattle, yeah. Huh, that was a real dumb thought. Hope yeah, it goes, me too. Hope it, uh, <laughs> hope it went over well in listener land. Uh, hopefully. It entertained I myself. I hope I'm doing all right. This is my first podcast. Ever? Yeah. This is like my probably 20th. Not for, the, not for this specific one. I tried one back in the day. Oh, okay. And it fizzled out because <clears throat> I was a... Hey, you got to remember with this, just like making music, you do it to impress yourself. Oh, I've impressed myself a lot this <laughs> far, which is why I'm continuing to do it. Yeah. Because if well, anybody uh, loves me, it's me. And if anybody hates me, it's also me, depending on the day. That's good. You got yeah. both sides covered. It's the, the yin and the yang. Yeah. I'm not a forum guy. I'm a realist. Yeah. You know, I don't ever want to be a forum guy. Don't. If I, I see feel you, like 
I see you on a guitar forum. I'm gonna, you're gonna get a message, and it won't be me sweet talking you. It'll be hey, we signed. I disguise myself as like a a a drum username, like (laughs) snare guy seventy. You'll never know it's me. (laughs) I like how you went with seventy instead of (laughs) sixty-nine. Well, no, man. That's the year I was born. I want them to think I was born in 1970. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Well, dude, think about all the people who have 69 in their name, but it's because of the year they were born, not because they're being an asshole. (laughs) I, my younger brother is 12, about to be 13. Damn. So he's starting to get wise to jokes that children shouldn't be wise to because i i'm an idiot and i enjoy making fun of the because like when we started using the internet when we were younger people would put 69 in their usernames because they tried to be cool yeah yeah and then nerds like myself get excited about that number to make fun of that personality type so like that number came up and I got like excited about it and my little brother chuckled because I guess there's a rapper called like six nine or whatever. Oh yeah, but I and think he went to jail. Or that something. was what that was his excuse, and I'm I don't think it's an excuse. I think it was just a clever cover to not get oh, him. Yeah, he's trying to be different. Look yeah. where he is now. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just weird having to explain to your mother the hilarity behind the number 69. Well, like I said, like the older generation, they have a different internet life than we do. No, nah, because my parents are younger than the uh, the average set of folk. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. But it was uh, it was just awkward to be like, I think it's funny because of something I don't want to talk to you about. Yeah, that's probably awkward. But then there was a group of jackasses on the internet who thought it made them seem cooler. So then, as I said earlier, morons like me started to adopt it to make fun of those jackasses. And now it's caused this really awkward family moment at dinner on a Friday night. So, Damn. Yeah. Well, just wait till the year, wait till the year 2069, dude. You're going to have 365 days of that. What, a, the month of April in the year 2069 it's four that's gonna be the coolest month in history except for maybe april of 1969 i don't know what yeah, happened true. in that year specifically but i wonder if any good i'm gonna before we end you might, yeah. uh, <clears throat> important events in april 1969 Oh, there's a Wikipedia page for it. Oh, wow. Dude. So that means it's a uh, forum. <laughs> there's going to... Uh, CBS canceled the Smothers Brothers show. Nice. I have no idea what that means. I, I guess it, neither do I. I guess it was an old sketch show. Uh, it started on a Tuesday. April 1st, 1969 was a Tuesday. Let's wow. go to April 20th. 1969. This is going to be good. Um, There was a grassroots movement of Berkeley community members seized in an attempt 
in an empty lot owned by the University of California. It began People's Park go. in Berkeley, California. All right. Uh, for the first time in its 223-year history, Princeton University announced that it would admit women into its undergraduate program. Wow. That Round took some applause. time. They got it. It's just a little slow, but... Better late than uh, never. Um, a part that's too long to read involving uh, British Army troops in Northern Ireland. Um... U.S. President Richard Nixon announced that he would order the withdrawal of 150,000 American troops from South Vietnam over the next 12 months. Oh, All hell right. yeah, dude. Another round of applause. Yeah, that was good. April, that was a... And then, uh, unfortunately, Benny Benjamin, aged 43, American jazz drummer, who later became the recording studio drummer of Motown, of Motown R&B hits, died of a stroke. Damn, that probably hits hard for you, especially. Yeah, but I never battled drug and alcohol addiction. Yeah, I'm at the jazz drumming, but... Yeah, I'm not good at jazz either. Yeah. I struggle with jazz. I, well, no, because the way I would have worded that was going to be, I struggle with jazz and drug and alcohol addiction, but I don't. Man, I'd rather struggle know, with... I would rather struggle with jazz than drug and alcohol addiction. Well, here, I learned something yesterday, but I want to get permission from you would you rather us end it happily on this jazz stuff or it's some star wars stuff that i found out yesterday that's related to jazz music i am always down to talk about star wars all right well did you watch uh, episode nine i did i, did you I like liked it, it. I me did. too i thought eight yeah. was a complete garbage fire yeah i didn't like eight but I thought so. I went. I went into nine with very low expe- expectations. I walked into the theater expecting to walk out, which was awkward because I did not drive to the theater, so I would have had to have walked out to wait. Yeah. But I was very impressed. I thought they you, wrapped it up as best as they could. Do you think if you would have walked out after realizing you would have had to have waited anyway, you would have just walked back in? Probably. Okay. And then you would be like, shit, what happened? Yeah. So and it was even just, with the rest of the movie not knowing what happened. So it was probably best that it was good. Okay. So I didn't have to walk out. Nice. All right. Yeah. So let's uh, let's end it on uh, on some Star Wars. So yeah, I uh, I, I learned yesterday that um, I I hope I get you know this definition right, but it was about what they called jazz music. Uh, and it was they, it's called jizz in the Star Wars universe. All right. Yeah, and so I was just like, why am I laughing at this right now? Because we're 14 still at heart. Yeah, and I'm just, this goes back to the 69 thing we are talking about. It's just funny. Yeah, and but what were tr- they thinking? I, I love, I, I have two thoughts here. One is that I don't trust anybody who doesn't laugh at a good dick joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like anyone who acts like they're above it, like come on, it's. But it's they had to have fruit, known yeah. when they were describing their universe and making up their their version of everything. Like, I get it because it's one letter off from jazz. Well, my but favorite like, thing is like I love low grade sci fi terminology. That's basically that where it's like we're just gonna swap out one vowel for another, <laughs> and it's just. Comp- this completely unique idea where it's like oh come on like just make up a word 
Well, I feel like they were just like thinking about stuff and like, dude, what are we gonna call this music? This guy's like, let's call it jizz. A. And then the other e. guy was like, nice. Jazz. A. E. Jazz. Nah. I. Jizz. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. I'm over this. Dude, I would have. I would. I probably would have went straight for like Jaws or something. Because that's, that's two how... things, right? That's J O Z Z, and then also like a giant shark, which is probably a popular thing back then too. But Jaws sounds more Star Warsy. Yeah. Because like all of the the people or not people creatures Cre- guess things cre- creatures all the uh the alien type uh folk playing the wild music in jabba's palace yeah. i forget what they're called man but they but. probably would have been able to utter the the phonetic of jaws yeah like hey we're you know we're from jaws and we play jaws we name this after our home planet yeah it got destroyed by the uh galactic Giant empire shark. <laughs> they send a giant shark down. Yeah, Sharknado. I uh, mixed the soundtrack for a uh, comedy horror movie involving a shark. I think I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. Post-apoc- what was it called? Post-apocalyptic commando shark. That's awesome. I, think you can, I remember that story. I think you can rent it off of uh, Amazon Prime. Wow. You probably I, don't get any royalties. I took very few. Yeah. I did take uh, royalties because I thought it would blow up. And That's I awesome. Made... Is there like a, is is uh, sorry, I know you wanted to end this, so it wasn't so long, but, but is there like a downside? Like when they're like, hey, you want royalties, but you're going to miss out on this or something? Or is it where you get royalties, but then you don't get paid like a certain amount? It was so low budget that it didn't matter yeah but like i thought that royalties would like it was you regret doing royalties no nice because it i might go rent it now just to support you i would make like two cents it's fine that's awesome um no, I don't have any regret because it wasn't like a super high budget enough thing that like, if it would have taken off, it would have been cool. But it was a is a very, very very independent movie. Yeah, I guess well, in sure. my in my mind, I I had higher hopes than the reality. Like I had, a, I'm not knocking it in any degree. Like I had, I had a fun time uh, mixing the soundtrack because my buddy Jim scored it and i just mixed it and sent it to them oh okay uh it was rushed a little bit because i didn't even like the day i was gonna sit down to master all of the soundtracks to like like because i had just been sending him and then he would send them the roughs to be like do you like this can you use it like they had just been like plugging it in and going nice so i never even mastered it it's just a completely unmastered soundtrack wow i guess it it fits the vibe it was enjoyable to watch. It was, yeah. It wasn't one of those low. I feel like low grade. It sounds so mean, but it. It's one of those lower end movies, the low budget movies that know they're a low budget movie. They're not just trying, a B movie. Or C movie. C- I don't know how they. <laughs> C-, C minus. The D. Yeah, a little higher than that. Yeah. Uh, D plus. 
C minus. We'll go C minus. The, okay. the cool thing is they gave me an IMDb Pro page out of it. Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you're cre- you're, you're in the credits then. Mm-hmm. As wow. a, they threw me a composition credit too, which is slightly more than I deserved, but it looks good. Dude, credits are the way to go. It's like in an arcade, you need credits. Yeah, and uh, if you're in the Star Wars universe and you're bounty hunting, you also do that yeah. for credits. So if you're from the planet Jaws, playing your Jaws music. If you're, it's better than being from the planet of uh, what they actually called their music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, they gave me a. Um, they created an account for me, so it's not like a. I have a fan account and I can say that I did this like it's an actual like IMDB. That's cool. I'm you can Google my name and it'll pop up and say nice. Adam Adam Grabowski is known for post apocalyptic commando shark. It would have been awesome if it was a higher budget movie because I think the, the concept was good. It was just Yeah. Well, I mean they already had Sharknado and stuff, so it probably wasn't gonna hit as hard. I was hoping it would hit as hard. Well, maybe you can be a part of pre-apocalyptic Commando Shark. Post be a uh, pre-apocalyptic, yeah. Be a prequel. Just regular Commando Shark. Yeah. Like nothing but it has to say pre-apocalyptic so people know. It's a prequel. It, yeah. And then they'll have post-post-apocalyptic. I was going to say, what's after post? Because post is just after. Post-haste. No, <laughs> that's not. Post-haste means be fast, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. I was just trying to think of post Because eventually, like... This is a super stoner thought, but like there are people back in the day that thought like 2020 is the future. And for us, yeah, like 2020 is just right now. 2020 is. I saw a meme of grocery shopping. People going into a time machine, and it was like, we're going to go to the future in 2020. And then it was like, came back, he's like, nope, not doing that again. <laughs> but I think yeah. trying to stay optimistic through this all, in like 12 years, It'll just be nice to like reminisce over it and be like, remember when society shut down over something? Yeah. Well, uh, it's going to be a, like in all seriousness, it's probably going to take years to get back yeah. from this shit, dude. I've never nuts. lived in a potential depression, you know? I, I mean, we I had mean, the recession of 08, but that was... We were still... I mean, I was in 6th and 7th grade when that happened, so... Yeah. So, it's... I mean, then we're still in it, so it's not even done. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I know PA's kind of shut down through the end of the month, so April 30th, but... The last I heard was April 19th, but it's most likely going to be longer. Yeah, I thought it was really gung-ho of them to shoot all the way for the end of the month. Like, I don't know why they weren't just taking it on, like, two week at a time kind of things. They probably have some weird OCD guy who's like, no, it needs to be at the last day. It needs to be... we got to really lock them in the doors. What about May 1st? No, April 30th. It's like how you're more primed to buy something if it's $9.99 instead of 10. Yeah, those bastards gas is two dollars and 19 cents for nine tenths of a gallon yeah Yeah, okay the whole the whole thing just tell me 230 for a full gallon i'm fine with that 
Nah, it's too much. Ah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna reel them in. Like, no, my car needs gas to move, so it's gonna gonna buy well, your like product. The, that's like the people are like, you should just go get gas. It's like five miles away. It's like three cents cheaper. And you're like, yeah, so no. I can see forty cents. No, I'm good. My great grandfather was like that when I was a kid. Like he well, went forty gr- cents to him was probably, you know, that's like a mortgage payment. <laughs> No, he just, just he would go grocery shopping like every day. And I was like, damn. Why did we go to this store to get cranberry juice when Giant also had cranberry juice? Well, because it's three cents cheaper here. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to go watch cartoons. So dude, just dude. buy cranberry <laughs> juice here. Well, my grandma will buy the store brand, even if it's more expensive, just because she's used to it being cheaper. She's convinced herself that it's still cheaper. But you know they have those sales sometimes on, like, store oh, yeah. or name brand stuff. You got to love it. Because I'm a big... I uh, I'm a seltzer water guy these days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big fan of uh, Polar from uh, right. Worcester, Massachusetts. But because of the shutdown, I haven't really uh, gone out. So I've gone over a month without a Polar, so I'm surviving here on, like, generic brand seltzer. And Damn. it's fine, but... See, you know, it's it's a gamble if you haven't tried generic before. Like, I'm a connoisseur know, of the seltzer, buddy. Well, like, My example will go to Hershey's chocolate syrup, dude. Nothing beats it. This one time, my grandma got, like, great value syrup. Ugh. And... It was one of the worst decisions I think she's ever made in her life. It's, yeah. So I'm that way with peanut butter because that's one of like peanut butter is basically a food group to me. There you go. Yeah. Do, you, do you like chunky or creamy? Both. All right. I can't say I've really tried chunky, but I, wanna, I imagine I'm probably more of a fan of creamy. It's fair. I think Jif is the ultimate peanut butter. Like, I do use Jif. Skippy can get out of here. But, uh, Skippy can skippity do to right. Know. Peter Pan can, uh, Peter his pan. He, he can fly right away. Go back yeah. to Never Everland or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. Never gonna have that. Never land. ever gonna have that land on my palate again because it's bad. Yeah. But the, uh, <laughs> the Wegmans generic peanut butter, fantastic. Also, the Aldi generic peanut butter quality. Yeah. See, Wegmans is always in Mechanicsburg. Yeah. Never really went. Out there, it's far away. Wins. Never been to an Aldi either. Aldi's a good time if you're into uh, cheap grocery shopping. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Dude, I'm sorry. I keep changing the subject and Dude, making us go on. I listen it's... back when I edit these, and I'm like, way to not complete that thought, Adam. But no, <laughs> one, no one's called me out on it yet, so don't feel bad. We're two hours into this thing. Hell yeah, dude! Content, prime content. We're con- you should put a password a little bit before it ends and then like ask people for the password and you'll know if they really listen to the podcast that's fair what should our password be i think it should be forum guy forum guy forum guy 69 yeah (laughs) there you go i want you to ask people hey did you listen to the new podcast if they say yes what's the password password. i'll do it for you all right you can ask me i'll get it right Forum guy 69. I'm going to change that. uh, That's going to be your new uh, contact name in my phone. (laughs) There you go. 
All right, buddy. I, uh, I'm content yeah. with this. That's uh, good. Thank you for having me. Um, it's uh, it was a great first time. Can't say it has been a great first time. <laughs> I don't know, you know what I'm saying. Hope uh, uh, hope it was special for you. Hope you. It was uh, special. It was kind of like losing my virginity, but with podcasts. But with the podcast, that's good. Yeah. I uh, I just hope even if uh, we go our separate ways, it was uh, we can still end it on good terms. Yeah. Well, no one's gonna know what happens after you end this recording. It <laughs> could go south. It could go below Antarctica. It could. That's Which very would be south. more. No- that would be more north then, though. In a weird way, it would loop around to be north. Yeah, it would be so south. It's north. I just don't want it to get there. Let's not even think about it that. It would be the sixty-nine of north and south. So yeah, it'd yeah. be the forum guy. Forum guy. Yeah. All right. Do you have a. Anything you care to promote before I let you go? I feel like most podcasts um, end with that statement, so I will give you the opportunity to do so. No, um, you know, I could talk about, um, you know, my guitar freelance thing, but Forum Guy 69, you know. Forum Guy 69. Uh, follow, okay. follow Austin on Instagram at Jim Jim for the win win. That's what's up there. And if they care to partake in that page, they'll they'll find my give it a follow. If you're if you're into pictures of uh, the guitars that Austin's working yeah. on, give it a follow. I'm a fan. Yeah. I follow. I appreciate it. It's a little slow right now because uh, you know have to stay at home for the you know the uh, the the virus pandemic. But uh, once we get back to normal, I'll be posting stuff again. Hey, so. podcast is always open for you, buddy. Exactly. Hey, I appreciate that. Come I appreciate back, you having me. Come back whenever. I will. I'll be here whenever you ask. Hey, you just let me know when you want to do one again, and we'll do it. All right. All right. Let's do one right now. All right. Let's do it. All right. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll hit stop on this one, and we'll get started on the next one. Uh, <laughs> I have been. I'll end on this for real this time. I've been trying to get the phrase "quarantine" kind of out there. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, because it literally just means like I I have nothing but time because I have nothing else to do. Oh, yeah. So even like when the quarantine's done, it still re- is relatable. Yeah. That's I'm good. Gonna be I'm gonna go from content creator to influencer like that. Nice. Yeah. Quar influencer. Corn. Corn flu. Corn fluenza. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you, sir, for having me. All right. I don't know how that works, but all right. Take care. Stay safe out there. Avoid the cough. I will. I uh, hope to have you back. Uh, Same, dude. See you. Later.